Pennsylvania parents are making a stand against the no-law mandate that the governor decided to put in place week after school has started. The Pennsylvania's Department of Health Acting Secretary Allison Beam has decided to use the 1955 Disease Act to put a mask mandate in place after the legislation has said no the mandate. Allison Beam was a law student Klein Law's health law concentration. Allison Beam has no in-depth science experience, However, she was nominated to replace Levine after Levine was Joe Biden's choice to work at the White House. Allison Beam is not an elected official. Elected officials are the one who create, make, and put on paper the laws, we must abide by. Mandates are not the law. Using a law that was made for sexually transmitted diseases, has no place in the situation of today. Having children wear masks should be a choice only. If the children want, and or if the parents want their children to mask up, not the government. Parents do not co-parent with any political affiliation. The details of how the Wolf administration will enforce the mandate, or if it will at all from the top down, are currently unclear. Ask what the state will do if a district doesn't comply, Mr. Wolf said decision-making and enforcement will ultimately be up to parents and school boards, that they're the ones that are overseeing enforcement of this. Secretary of Education Noe Ortega gave a similar response. This was Mr. Wolf's answer on August 31, 2021. The 1955 Disease Act only masked those that were sick, not the healthy. The Disease Act was passed for a venereal disease. For those that may not know, venereal is a sexually transmitted disease. When wearing a face mask for prolonged periods, you cut your oxygen levels down. Masks can create, rashes, fatigue, lower oxygen levels, affect concentration, headaches, deprivation of sorts, and more. Under the OSHA guidelines, your oxygen levels should not drop below 19.5%. OSHA guidelines, human beings must breathe oxygen, to survive and begin to suffer adverse health effects when the oxygen level of their breathing air drops below, 19.5% oxygen. Below 19.5% oxygen, air is considered oxygen deficient. At concentrations of 16 to 19.5%, Workers engaged in any form of exertion can rapidly become symptomatic as their tissues fail to obtain the oxygen necessary to function properly. Rom, W. Environmental and Occupational Medicine, 2nd ed. Little, Brown, Boston, 1992. Increased breathing rates, accelerated heartbeat, and impaired thinking or coordination occur more quickly in an oxygen-deficient environment. Even a momentary loss of coordination may be devastating to a worker if it occurs while the worker is performing a potentially dangerous activity, such as climbing a ladder. Concentrations of 12 to 16% oxygen cause tachypnea, increased breathing rates, tachycardia, accelerated heartbeat, and impaired attention, thinking, and coordination, for example, x. 25 to 4, even in people who are resting. At oxygen levels of 10 to 14%, Faulty judgment, intermittent respiration, and exhaustion can be expected even with minimal exertion. X. 25 to 4 and 150. Breathing air containing 6 to 10% oxygen results in nausea, vomiting, lethargic movements, and perhaps unconsciousness. Breathing air containing less than 6% oxygen produces convulsions, then apnea, cessation of breathing, followed by cardiac standstill. These symptoms occur immediately. Even if a worker survives the hypoxic insult, organs may show evidence of hypoxic damage, which may be irreversible. 
The rulemaking record for the Respiratory Protection Standard clearly justifies adopting the requirement that air breathed by humans must have an oxygen content of at least 19.5%. If you want to measure the levels yourself, you can order online or pick up locally an oxygen calibrated meter. Some have up to five different gases. Once you breath out, it is only 16% oxygen, and the rest is bad air. All the bad air is trapped and rebreathed back in with little clean air. Era of Light Website The first study published June 2021 in JAMA Pediatrics involved a clinical trial in Germany with 45 volunteers from both genders. The volunteers aged between 6 and 17 years old were made to wear masks. Researchers then measured the levels of CO2 under the children's masks. Estimates showed that children forced to wear face coverings while in school do so for an average of 4.5 hours. The researchers discovered that CO2 levels under children's face masks after just three minutes of being worn exceeded levels deemed unacceptable by the German Environment Agency. They also found that the amount of CO2 inhaled by the child with the lowest CO2 level was three times higher than the agency's 2,000 parts per million ppm limit. Furthermore, the air measured from one seven-year-old child had a CO2 concentration of 25,000 parts per million. The study noted that CO2 building up in the dead space volume of the masks can lead to hypercapnia or too much CO2 in the bloodstream. It pointed out that most of the complaints reported by children such as irritability, headache, and reluctance to go to school can be understood as consequences of elevated CO2 levels in inhaled air. Headline Health A laboratory at the University of Florida that recently analyzed a small sample of face masks detected the presence of 11 dangerous pathogens that included bacteria that cause diphtheria, pneumonia, and meningitis. Five of the masks had been worn by children ages 6 to 11 for 5 to 8 hours at school, and one worn by an adult. Of the six masks, three were surgical, two cotton, and a polygator. Masks that have not been worn and a t-shirt worn at school acted as the control samples. Five of the masks were found to be contaminated with parasites, fungi, and bacteria, according to Rational Ground. Only one mask was found to contain a virus that can cause a fatal systemic disease in cattle and deer. Other less harmful pathogens that can cause ulcers, acne, and strep throat were also detected. The results The first German study on children and teenagers wearing mouth and nose coverings reveal 68% complain of wearing a mask. Researchers at the University of Wittenherdeck had set up the first registry to report effects of wearing a mask in children. 363 doctors were invited to report their findings and ask parents and teachers to register side effects of masks. They were surprised by the elevated number of reports, as they found complaints affecting 25,930 children were entered in less than six days. Most common issues were Irritability, 60% Headaches, 53% Difficulties concentrating, 50% Sadness, 49% Reluctance to attend school, 44% Malaise, 42% Impaired learning, 38%. Fatigue and drowsiness, 37%. Other physical symptoms included rashes and allergies around the mouth, syncope, 20%, nausea, 6%, hyperventilation, 12%, fainting spells, 2%. There are more studies to show how masking children have side effects, and some side effects are dangerous for the children. The Pennsylvania governor is trying to go around legislation, 
since in May of 2021 he was stripped of some emergency powers for overstepping. Pennsylvania is not in a state of emergency. Emergency orders are used during an emergency. Though many Pennsylvania residents believe the governor should be more focused on the nursing homes and being held accountable for 2020 actions of sending positive cases inside the nursing homes. The pictures believe are an update from the Department of Health on the cases on the nursing homes. September 4, 2021 Every human needs natural antibodies to fight all germs and bacteria. Take away the natural ability to have a good immune system, and several times a year someone will be sick. Parents need to be left to make the decision whether their child wren should be masked or not. Parents spend all their child wren lives helping them grow and making sure they're healthy, they know their child wren on a personal level, politicians don't even know their names.